Hi friends, and welcome to the Fullness of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Matheson. Here at the Fullness of Joy, we talk about hard things in light of the gospel. We encourage our hearts by reminding ourselves of the truth day in and day out. I pray this encourages your heart and that you're challenged to know Christ more deeply as a result. I am so glad you're here. Hey, Hannah, how are you today? I'm good, friend. How are you? Doing so well. I'm really excited to get to talk to you and to get to share your story with everybody who listens to the fullness of joy. Thank you for coming on. I know it's so fun to actually talk and not just like text and boxer back and forth with you. (laughs) I know. I feel like we've done a lot of communication that is not face-to-face and we're still not face-to-face, but this is the next best thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's work. It's it's much better. Yeah. Well, Hannah, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Can you tell us kind of how you spend your days, what you love to do, who makes up your family, whatever you'd like to share? All right. Um, well, yeah, I'm Hannah. Um, I am married to my college sweetheart, Jonathan. We've been married almost 15 years, which is crazy to me. Um, I was 20 when we got married, so I'm like, don't feel old enough to be able to say that yet. Um, but we have three boys. Our oldest is 11 and then our middle is nine and our youngest is six. They all just had birthdays all in one big fell swoop. Um, I spend my days with them. I am a stay-at-home mom um, and we homeschool. This is our third year homeschooling. So that's been new and fun most of the time. Um, So that's definitely a big chunk of my days. I also um, write, I have a blog and um, share on Instagram to encourage other women in their faith and in their motherhood. Um, and I do photography on the side and I paint on the side and my little pockets of time, um, that I can try to find. So that's like what my degree from school is in, is in fine art. Um, but motherhood and homeschooling is definitely our priority right now. Um, we also live on a little bit of land. And so I say we have like a mini homestead. So we have about 30 chickens. We have some bunny rabbits. We have bees, we have vegetables and fruit and all that kind of fun stuff. And our crazy dog, Maple, I better not forget her. She'd be so offended if I did not mention her. (laughs) So cute. And she's so cute and fluffy. (laughs) She is so fluffy. (laughs) That's so fun. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. Oh my goodness. I I'm excited for people to get to hear your story and then later just to be able to follow you and find you online so that they can see your fun life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Please come be friends with me there. Yes. Okay. So today we're talking about suffering in light of the gospel and particularly with your story, we're talking about suffering with a health condition that you never thought would be part of your reality. And you kind of have a unique story for your young mom of three and, you know, this health complication that popped up was something that you dealt with a few years back. So can you tell us about what your diagnosis was and what happened as a result of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in 2017, we had our last baby. And so I was kind of like coming out of that postpartum phase and, you know, I was like, I should probably get a real doctor and like take care of myself. And so I went in to like a primary visit and we, you know, they ask you about your family history of all these things. And I have like a very extensive history um, of breast cancer in my family, like both aunts on both sides, grandmothers, um, all that kind of stuff. So just a lot of history of that. So my doctor encouraged me to look into genetic testing, um, which I'd heard about, um, doing before, but just kind of put it off. And my sister had actually like gotten this test done. It's for the BRCA mutation, BRCA, um, just like the breast cancer gene. So my sister had had it done years ago and hers was negative. So I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to do all that. 
but my doctors kind of convinced me between her and my OBGYN both told me like, this is probably a good idea to look into. So I did a little spit in a tube test, um, not really thinking anything of it. And then a few weeks later in January of 2018, found out that I did in fact have um, the BRCA2 gene mutation. So basically that puts me like um, an 85% chance of getting breast cancer in my life, um, around a 30-ish percent chance of getting ovarian cancer and also high risk for like melanoma and pancreatic cancer. So it was like a... <laughs> Even though I knew it was a possibility, it was still like a very jarring blow, especially just coming of out of like having a baby and all How that. How old was your baby at the time. time? He had just turned one. Okay. So, it, I mean, you're one. like, I, I feel like that's still pretty fresh postpartum. <laughs> I know. You're but you feel like you're like waking up. <laughs> yeah. Sailing into like, you know, oh, I'm done having babies. Like life's going to be smooth. We just like really like upped our deductible because you know, like, oh, not going to go to the hospital anymore, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's so. funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, you, you said it was very jarring. So where was your heart yeah. and mind during this initial diagnosis? How did you work through just, okay, Lord, I pretty much am guaranteed to have cancer at some time in my life. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> I how do you, how did you process that? I mean, I still feel like it's kind of like an ongoing processing thing, but mm. just Going through, like, I'm never somebody that really, like, wallows. I don't feel like I'm a wallower in, like, my circumstances. Maybe sometimes. But for the most part, I wasn't just like, oh, my life is ruined. It's just like, okay, this is, okay, this is what we have to deal with. And I want to know, like, um, what my options are. Like, what, what do we do now, like, with this information? So I feel like I lived, like, in a lot of anxiety, for sure, um, between, like, finding out and then not knowing what I was going to do with it. Um, because the options for this kind of diagnosis are like just intensive screenings, like going into the doctor every six months or so for some kind of like mammogram. Um, you can do MRIs, ultrasounds, all these things. And then there's like blood tests and all kinds of stuff you can do. Um, or you could do nothing. You just carry on as normal, which probably is not super wise. Um, and then the option, other option was to do like preventative, preventive surgeries, um, so that's the option I chose to do was I, um, in July of 2018. So just like a few months after that, I had a preventive double mastectomy. Um, but before that decision was made, I feel like was maybe when I had the most anxiety, just like that unknown feeling and like wanting to feel like I was doing something. So I definitely really struggled with that. Just feeling very anxious, um, and just ready for the next step. So it was an ongoing, like needing to stop and trust the Lord. Like that's really where I learned to wrestle through those anxious feelings. And I had to learn to hand them over to him because, you know, a mom of three, you can't just like live in a constant anxious state. Um, so, but I did really, I really struggled like, um, with parenting and being present in that time, mm. um, just like needing to check out. Cause I was trying to just go through the motions of life, um, and doing the things I had to do and probably like suppressing some of that anxiety because it's not a happy feeling. And I don't like having feelings that are not happy. Um, and so I kind of like shut down for a little period of time, like just kind of felt like very depressed and, um, but thankfully God brought me out of that. Um, and I feel like stronger on the other side of it for sure, because I just had to learn to trust him in a new way. Cause I've never dealt with something difficult really up until that point. I'm sorry, that was a lot of rambling. So I hope I answered your question. In the no, you that. totally did. I was going to say, 
So what led you to take that option instead of just, well, we'll kind of wait and see and keep on just screen doing screenings and tests. What, how did you know that that was the option that was for you? I think, um, like when I first did the test, I had told myself, like, if it comes back positive, I definitely think I want to have the surgery. And I think it's just because I, that, that feeling of waiting is so hard. And I still deal with that feeling of waiting because I do go to the doctor frequently still for, um, different screenings and stuff. And that, that buildup of anxiety of like, is this the appointment? No, is this going to be the appointment where she tells me like it's cancer, like dealing with that feeling, I knew that I would not handle well. Um, and the surgery takes you from like an 85% chance of breast cancer to less than 2%. So it was kind of like, I guess a no brainer in some sense, even though it's a very extreme, That's um, incredible. but I know, but yeah, mom of three kids, like I, I wanted to be there for my kids. And so that was kind of the main deciding factor is if I can do something to prevent the worst happening, I should probably do that. That's yeah, that's incredible. And obviously that's a huge motivating factor is your children. Right. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. So how would you say, and you kind of touched on this a little bit when you were talking about learning to give the anxious feelings over to him, but how can you elaborate on how you feel like you've come to know the Lord now that you're on the other side of this journey? Like as you look back and then you think about all and all of the things that God carried you through, what do you know, know, know now about the Lord that you didn't know then? Yeah, I think there's things we always know, like on paper, like we know that God's in control. We know that he's with us, um, but it's different when you actually have to walk through those things as the truth um, and just know that he is not surprised. I think it's like, again, I knew that but experiencing it is different. And then I can take that same truth and apply it to so many different situations and know like, even like hard days, just in parenting, Hey, God's not surprised by the fact that my kids are being really challenging today. And because he's not surprised, I can depend on him. Um, I just had to come to know him in a deeper way and really rely on him to be my peace because I was, my, my circumstances were not peaceful and I've never had to trust him in such an extreme way before. because it was totally outside of my control. So I think just knowing him as peace and like really, really experiencing that he does give peace beyond understanding because I've never really had that before. Like I really understood that before because I hadn't really needed to, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Is there anything that you would share with the Hannah you were before this trial? Like if you could go back and talk to yourself at that time or write yourself a letter, however you would communicate with the Hannah before, what would you oh say? Or what, 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 would you, what would you want her to know? So many things. I think just a lot of that same stuff. Like you're going to be okay. Like this is not going to wreck your world. Um, you can choose to spiral out of control into freaking out and anxiety. You can choose that option, but it's not the good option. It's not the best option. It's not what God has for you. Um, and again, like God's not surprised by this. Like you were surprised by this, but God is not. And he's had this story written for you and he's going to be able to use it um, for your good, even though it seems so terrible, like he's going to, he will use it for your good and he's going to use it for his glory. And I've seen that like, sorry, um, in such really cool ways, like being able to both minister to women that have like walked through the same thing has been really, really awesome. And also women that it's not their story, but they can relate mm-hmm. in a different way that 
um, just to know that God can do such big things through difficult circumstances and he doesn't leave us and he doesn't forsake us and he can give you joy even like at the same time as being really sad. Mm. Um, that's like, that was a hard thing for me to learn too is, um, cause like I said, I don't like feelings that are like not happy feelings or like good feelings. Like I just kind of stuff those away because, um, I think you and I are probably similar in this. We want to like, we're happy people, you know, like, and so wrestling with, um, being really sad and angry and fearful, but also like at the same time, having joy and peace that God can do that is really, really awesome. Mm, That's so good. So how would you encourage you? You said that it's been something that has been really special is the ability to encourage other women who've gone through the same thing. So what do you say? Like, how do you, how, how, or how would you encourage someone who's listening right now? Who's going through a really scary health scare could be the same things could be totally different. Maybe they're afraid that it's all their fault and they're living in shame or they're in that anxious freak out stage worry, doubt, all the things, how, how would you encourage them? I'm like, I know all those feelings. Um, I would say it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay. Um, like, of course we feel that way. Like, of course you feel anxious. Of course you feel afraid. And like, of course you're, it's so easy to like blame ourselves. Um, but just remember that God has written your story. Um, I'll say it again because it's so important, but God is not surprised by this. Like he is not thrown off guard. He's not like, oh no, wait, this wasn't what I was gonna plan for you. Like he's not, he does, he knows what to do with it. He's already planned what to do with it. He he does everything for your good. And that if you trust him through the process and if you keep leaning on him, it will be for your good. And you're gonna be able to see those things if you keep reminding yourself of that truth, that truth, if you can take those fearful thoughts captive and those anxious thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ, then he's going to do such good things in your life, even through such junky circumstances. Um, and you're going to be able to use that as a light for others, which is really, really cool. Really, really awesome to see. Like there's just truth of the Bible that we know, like, you know, for our good and for his glory, like sounds so great, but it's, it's real. Um, and it's okay that you have to keep taking the same thought captive over and over and over. He says in the Bible to take a captive. So he's not also, he's also not surprised by the fact that you're struggling. Um, so just keep renewing your mind, even if it's hour by hour and keep going to him instead of going down a rabbit hole of what ifs and fear and all these lists of things we're so good at worrying about because who of you can work, who of you can add a single minute to your life by worrying. Like that's what he says. And it's so true. And like, we can worry ourselves to death and make ourselves miserable, or we can choose to take our misery to him and trust him with it. Mm. So would you say that there's any Bible verses or books or songs that you remember being a part of helping you through this? Is there something that you're like, maybe there's a song that comes on the radio and you're like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) this takes me back. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I have, um, I definitely have a verse, but I made like this whole playlist that I would listen to. Um, and one of my, one of my favorite songs and my friend who's, um, whose mother-in-law actually went through a cancer diagnosis. She would communicate with me all the time and kind of just encourage me, but she sent me the song, um, Psalm 46 from Shane and Shane, the Lord of hosts. Um, that's probably like my, 
go to turn it up loud um he makes my thoughts be still is one of the lines from that song and he's with us he's with us in the fire he's with us in the storm um so that's always just a good encouraging song for me and then there's another girl, song called defender <laughs> it is a jam it's so and good alive oh yes girl so good <laughs> yes i know that the song defender where it says um hallelujah you have saved me so much better your way mm. just a reminder that like this maybe is not the plan that I would have written for myself, but it's better his way. And then mm -hmm. we have to just choose to believe that. And then my verse that I love is from Luke 12, um, where he says to consider the wildflowers and how they grow and they don't labor or spin, um, but he takes care of them. And how much more will he take care of us? I have that verse posted like next to my mirror. Y'all can't see me, but I've got it like tattooed on my arm um, where I can look down and see it. And just my reminder to like, don't worry about your life. Like, you don't need to worry about your life. He's got it. He's in control. That's so incredible. So would you say, I mean, I just, I love this because I feel like so many people, as they're looking at their life, there's so many different things that it may not be, a, you know, a gene mutation diagnosis or a health scare, um, but there's so many different things that they're looking at where they're looking at finances or a child that has is a prodigal child or, you know, um, maybe their parents are getting divorced or just so many different things that seem like this. I never, ever, 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 ever would have written this into my story. There's no way that there can be any good from this. I just don't understand. I think that everybody will relate to that. And I think, like you said, sometimes it takes a while for us to get to that point where we have an experience like that. And then other times there are those of us who've had experiences like that, like even from when we were younger, but none of us goes through life unscathed. <laughs> And I think the older I get, the more I see like, okay, life is just hard. Like, I mean, like you said, now, like you have that perspective and you're able to see how God used it and you have a new perspective. And now even on days of parenting, you're like, oh my gosh, this is just hard. And I just had a day like this, that, like this today, where it was like, there wasn't anything that was glaringly awful. It was just like, mundane hard stuff and but I was just in such a tizzy about it and I was just driving and just thinking like man life is just like really hard <laughs> but <laughs> but God is so good and I think that the older we get like we just have to kind of submit to the fact that life is not easy and I think that yeah. our discomfort and our frustration our anxieties come from fighting that if that makes sense like we're fighting mm -hmm. and bucking the system so hard because we want it to be easy and we're like right. hey god look i gave you <laughs> all this like why aren't you blessing me with ease and comfort and i think a lot right. of that can also be like our american mindset too where we're just like well if i do this you'll do that and then everything will be fine <laughs> if i work really hard yeah. then i'll make a lot of money and it'll be good if i do this this and this <laughs> and, and you know if i work out and eat well you know well enough <laughs> I'm not gonna get cancer you know whatever it is you know and <laughs> right like, you, no, really you could yeah. not like and I I I know you offline so I know that you like try to take care of yourself so I'm sure you like I'm sure there was that thought of like Lord like I've done this and this like are you kidding me and like mm -hmm. you know looking at you you're like 
I, I mean, I, I'm sure that you had the thought of like, well, I've done all this and I still <laughs> like literally couldn't have even prevented it because it was in my genes. Right. Like, you know, and it's right. like, yeah, I, I can't You're change like, my on. DNA. Like, yeah. and so I, I can only imagine like what a defeating feeling that was. But I, I wonder if it was also, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but was there also like a comfort to it where it was like, okay, like this was literally written in my DNA and there's nothing I could have done to prevent it or to make it work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where it was like, God knew because I've been like, this has been a part of me since I was knit together in my mother's womb. And so he had a plan for it from the start. Like, was there a little bit of that? Like where you're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, you know what you're doing and I'm just going to have to surrender to that. Was that part of it at all for you? I've never like put it into words like that, but I love how you just described that because yes. And like, I still like have some hormone stuff I have to deal with and it's all Mm -hmm. made more complicated because of BRCA. And it's, um, I was just telling my husband about this. I'm like, I'm doing all the things I'm doing all the things. And I was like, I think this is just something I just can't control. Like I've done my best. Mm -hmm. Um, and just having to let go of like trying to fix and calculate all the things we can do. But I'm so glad you said that because I needed that reminder today. Like we still need (laughs) to like take care of our bodies, but like we're also not in control. Like we're in control of our choices, but like ultimately like God's going to do what he's going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we just, I, I, it's, it's a reminder to myself, honestly, because, you know, I mean, I, as I think about like just different things that I've walked through, it's like, okay, to some extent, I just have to accept that we live in a broken Mm -hmm. world and, I'm a part of that broken world. So so like, yes, the Lord (laughs) has made me a new creation, but I don't have my heavenly glory body, glorified body yet. (laughs) Not yet. My new creation is in the spirit. (laughs) That's right. One day I was thinking while you were saying that, it's like, we want things to be like easy, like, but like we live in a broken world. We live in a fallen world. I don't know. Like there is nothing in the Bible that God's like, it's going to get better guys. Like it's Mm going to get worse. Like it's not getting better. And we're not going to like get out of here without some form of suffering. Like, yes. but, and this is what I like kind of sarcastically say this sometimes, but it's so true that like these hard moments are out there. You can look at them as like, this is so hard and I'm so mad and blah, blah, blah. Or you can say like, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to trust Jesus with something new today. Like, and if mm-hmm. you can reframe that, like mm-hmm. the struggle sucks, but it is an, an opportunity to trust the Lord in a new way, um, mm-hmm. makes a big difference yes, in how you walk yes. through your days. Yeah. And I think that like our perspective really does change so much and obviously it doesn't change everything, but it changes a lot. And I think right. that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in like in motherhood and trials and suffering, like mm-hmm. my attitude is going to. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not going to change the circumstances, but it's going to change a lot enough to where it, it will change how I walk through the days and that's worth something. Right. So, so if I can definitely into that and submit that to him, which I'm definitely not perfect at doing, and I could, I've been known to throw a little, a little fit, but, um, if I can really pay attention to that and like, be like, okay, like even just last night, my son was up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my gosh, i just one medicine and um and I was I just heard the Lord like respond in the spirit do not react in the flesh and I was like okay Lord (laughs) 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 and I didn't really carry that 
God's yeah. closing your mouth. Like I know, me trying like, to like comment back on a political post, and the Holy Spirit like comes over like your mouth. That. Yes, yes <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I I have to say I didn't really carry that attitude through the morning, and I had a lot of apologizing to do. But I, at least I won that yeah. little battle, you know. But yeah, I That's mean, right. I think it is just we. And in every circumstance, we have an opportunity to trust God more. We have an opportunity to know him more and we get to partner with him or we can just choose not to and wallow in self-pity, yeah. <laughs> which like you said, yes. we need to work through grief, but we can't stay in the sadness and we can't stay in yeah. the woe is me. So I'm glad that you yes. talked about God. just all the thoughts that you had to yeah. take captive and everything. Yeah. I mean, God's still God, no matter if we're trusting him or not. So we can choose to let him be God and be in misery because we're not given our trust into him. Or we can, like you said, partner with him and walk with him. And you're going to experience your circumstances so much differently. Mm-hmm. The circumstances are there one way or the, one way or the other, but how you experience them, trusting the Lord or not makes such a difference. Right. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, <laughs> Hannah, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I know. I love it. Oh my goodness. For our last question, just our fun question. Okay. If we were sitting down together at a coffee shop, which one day, Lord willing, we will do that. What would yes. you have in your hand to sip on? What do you like to get? I know. Um, I don't know the last time I sat in a coffee shop or like got coffee <laughs> other than my house. <laughs> Um, so like at home, I just have like some coffee with some cream and honey and a little collagen. If I go out somewhere, I would like a latte with two shots of espresso. I used to work at Starbucks. So I got a little snobby back in my day. Hey, you know, what? um, just like, like that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> You're not the only one. Okay. I mean, we just, I just know what I want. Um, so two shots in like a smaller cup with like one pump of, if it's like winter, I want like a peppermint white mocha. Mm. any other time I want like either like a vanilla or like a honey um lavender kind of situation like something like that my daughter loves the honey lavender situation I don't know that I've tried it yet because they don't usually do it like for tea they do like honey lavender lattes and I don't do coffee but she loves that flavor so you and her would love to (laughs) you need to get the um chamomile lavender tea that's what I drink every oh. night before bed and it's so good with a little cream in it okay it's my but like drink. how do you drink tea before you go to bed and not have to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night <laughs> I just don't drink like a big big cup but that's like I like just to have rest. a bedtime snack oh, nice. <laughs> sometimes I do but for the most part but that's like my bedtime snack so I put like a little cream and collagen and honey in it and okay, I sleep girl. so good if I have that before bed so Okay. You need a little, you need a little calorie before bedtime. I need to look at this. Okay. All right. Okay. The bedtime, the bedtime snack will change your life. Yes. (laughs) If I leave you with nothing else today, have a bedtime snack. Okay. You know what? You just given me permission and I'm going to go for it. Oh my gosh. I love I'm sure it smells so good. That's amazing. Okay. That's great. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing with us about your journey and just all that God taught you through it. I cannot wait for everybody to get to hear this. Can you share with us just um, before we go, how can people find you? What's the best way for them to keep up with you online? Yeah, 
Sure. And thanks for having me. This was really fun. This is like my favorite thing. It's just good intentional conversation. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. So that's at Hannah homegrown altogether. And it's the same on Facebook, Hannah homegrown and my website um, where I have kind of like some longer form writing is Hannah homegrown.com. Perfect. All okay. So just Hannah, Hannah homegrown. homegrown all Easy okay. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. This is awesome. I love getting to talk with you and I'm so excited to get to share your story with others. Thanks, friend. Before you go, let me mention a little something to you. I love to speak at women's events because I get to actually see your beautiful faces in person. I can give you a hug and laugh and pray with you, maybe even cry with you. And it's all so much fun. I do local events, but I've also traveled as far as Montana, which was quite the adventure for this Southern girl. But if you're looking for a speaker for your next event, I would love the opportunity to partner with you. You can complete the form on my website. The link is in the show notes. Friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. I created it to share the truth of God's word with those near and far. I pray it has been a blessing to you. If you enjoyed listening to the show, would you please leave a review wherever you're listening and share it with a friend? This will help more people find it. Thank you so much and have an awesome day.